Welcome to episode 31 of Do You Follow Podcast. Yes, welcome. Bonjour, no. <laughs> we have a very special guest today. Basically, a celebrity in the social media marketing world. Yeah, one of the reasons why this podcast even exists. <laughs> Deeply, truly. Without this special guest and his product, we would know... A tiny sliver of what we know. Yes, only a very tiny sliver. So we have Thomas Rankin, who is the founder and CEO of Dash Hudson, our most favorite social media analytics tool. We tell everyone to use it, and it's honestly the best. When we discovered it, it changed our lives, literally. It's like the Beyonce (laughs) of social media marketing tools. You're so right. So we're going to do an amazing interview with Thomas. We're going to answer some questions, play some games. He's going to play games with us, yes? He's going to play games with us, and he's he's got some really good answers to these games, so you'll want to listen. Yeah, he does. And we'll talk about this more later, but let's just like get it out there yeah. right away. He has a promo for our listeners, yes? Yeah, Thomas like has an amazing offer for y'all. So if you work for a brand, you will definitely want to take him up on this. So you will get a free custom Instagram insights report for your brand. If you go to dashhudson.com slash do you follow, you can request your report, learn all about Dash Hudson, but we're going to tell you about it too. And if this doesn't convince you to get it, I don't know what will. We'll tell you more, but like... You know, if you're listening to this on your walk to work and you're about to walk in the building and you think you might forget to listen to the end, just go get the inside yeah. report. Okay, everyone, we have such a special guest today. We are here with the CEO of our most favorite social media analytics tool in the whole wide world. You know what it is, Dash Hudson. And this is Thomas Rankin. Hi, hey, Thomas. guys. Thanks Yo, for having me. Dan's. For Dash Hudson. I know. It's literally dorky. I think we talk about Dash Hudson on every episode, but also in our daily life, like, at least once a day. I know. People, like, the randomest people will, like, text me. Like, my cousin, who, like, doesn't work in media, like, at all, and it's like, what tool do you use to plan your Instagram? And I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Everyone is an influencer. Yeah. They're the best. And we actually discovered Dash Hudson when Rachel and I were at Birchbox. And Julia Casella was the one who told us about it, as she tells us about we most things first. From Julia. And I remember when, um, Thomas, you came into our office and gave us the demo and we were like, oh my God, I cannot believe this exists. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. (laughs) Yeah, those are super fun meetings when you go in and show the product and people are just very excited. Yeah. Yeah. Uh So tell us who you are, how you started Dash Hudson, why it's the best. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe I won't go that far. <laughs> we'll do that part. Yeah, we'll do that. You guys have already said it, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm Thomas Rankin. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Dash Hudson. So started the company about five years ago with my co-founder, Tomek. And previous to starting the company, I was in venture capital. So I was investing in startups, sitting on boards, helping founders to grow their company. Um, I was putting so much energy into helping other people and kind of learning about what works for a technology company that I started to get interested in doing it myself. So at the end of 2013, I left my job and Tomek and I started working on the company. Initially, we had this idea that uh, content and commerce and mobile were all coming together. And um, there were some uh, e-commerce mobile apps that were popping up around the time, like um, Fancy and Wanalo. And so we decided that we were going to be something like that. So we actually created a mobile shopping app 
called Dash Hudson. And um, it was cool. We were pulling products from tens of thousands of retailers. We were making it shoppable all within one cart. Um, the key thing is that we were um, leveraging Instagrammers and their content to kind of make those shoppable inside of our app. So one of the things that we were doing to grow the app user base was um, partnering with micro, micro influencers, sharing, sharing our own content to Instagram. And so we were investing in marketing on Instagram. And, and what year was this? This was, was in uh, 2014, like yeah. late 2014, 2015, by the time we had a product in the market. And we, yeah, so we were spending money on uh, marketing on Instagram and I couldn't see how we were doing. So I looked out at the market. I couldn't see any uh, platforms that kind of told me what I wanted to know, which was really around photo performance. Mm -hmm. So I asked Tomac, who's our CTO, to build me a little internal dashboard. So basically something that just showed me some uh, specific statistics on how those influencer photos were doing and how our photos were doing with the idea, okay, are these things driving um, adoption of our mobile app? So we did that and uh, basically, I guess mid 2015, we just realized that what we were doing with the shopping app wasn't working. Mo consumer mobile is super hard, e-commerce mm -hmm. is super hard. Um, the business model really sucked. So we had raised a little bit of money uh, before that. So we had a bit of money left in which we could kind of try and do something else. Yeah. So we made the hard decision to kill the app, but we had this dashboard that we had used to measure our own effectiveness. And I showed it to a couple of smart people that I knew, uh, John Januzzi and Nicole Lower. And they got really excited about it. And so we kind of dressed it up, um, our designer did, and we started showing it to more brands. And sure enough, th there were things that they wanted to know as well. Yeah. So we got a bit more feedback about what type of thing people would want to see in a product like that. And essentially, like we just started running, like talking to as many customers as we could, getting their feedback, building the product. So at the end of 2015, um, we kind of started to sell it and people were starting to buy it. So. Like, and we were super lucky. Some of our first customers included Condé Nast across all brands, Glossier, mm -hmm. uh, Revolve.com. And so we, Mark Jacobs, so we had these like really incredible, very savvy uh, marketers working at these brands who really believed and understood what we were doing. And so we kind of just continued to build the product around those people, these really savvy marketers who kind of combine creative acumen with um, like data savvy and sure enough, like that was just the opportunity in the market in addition to creating like a beautiful, easy to use platform. Um, yeah. that's kind of how we got here. It yeah. is really beautiful. And that's something I, like I probably said to you and I've talked about before and I think about a lot is I feel like people, this is probably not going to sound PC, but like, is anything I ever say PC? It's like people aren't thinking about who they're designing for. So like, yeah. think about those brands you just said. Glossier, Condé, Marc Jacobs, and who else did you just Revolve. say? Revolve. Revolve, yeah. Birchbox. Okay, who's using the tool? 25-year-old women on the marketing team. Yeah, okay, you, and you so... work in LA. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, what apps are they using every day? What are they used to seeing? What are the things that they like to use? How are they used to seeing data? And, like, displaying it in that way mm -hmm. makes such a difference. Like, we used to use... Um, 
Okay, let's name all the terrible. T- um, Radiant six. Radiant six. Worst, worst. Time of my life. <laughs> Salesforce. I can't even talk about. We have to start <laughs> using Salesforce now at Love Stories to Be, which is a great problem to have, and I'm yeah. like breaking out into sweats. I like want to cry. <laughs> um, just like these tools that like look like they're made by engineers who think yeah. they're making them like for engineers it's mm-hmm. like such a weird nothing is intuitive obvious well, yeah, yeah they're made by engineers and like and you know sales bros basically yeah, yeah who've like never used instagram and like they don't care what like something navy's wearing and i do and mm-hmm. like you know whatever mm-hmm. um okay so yeah, and I like you guys from the beginning really valued your customers' feedback and actually applied yeah, it, that's which true. That's really I true. think is really important. Like you, and you still do that. You've grown so much at this point, but as you're coming out with new products, you go to sort of like the leaders in the space who are using the tool every day, and you want to make a tool that is just better for for everyone. Well, because things change so fast. Like that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so I feel like. It's more about the philosophy of how you're going to serve your customers than the tool you have today because it's going to be a different tool tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's like the challenge and the opportunity. Like the challenge is that everything does move so fast. So you don't, there's that risk of becoming like antiquated. Whereas the opportunity is if you can listen and move really quick, you get to stay ahead. So mm-hmm. we've, you know, we've managed to be on that side of it um, and plan to stay there. But we really have to build the philosophy of the company around that. Yeah. Totally. So the people who listen to our podcast are people who are trying to like build and market a brand, whether it's for like a big company or like a small business or like just themselves. So like what are like one or two really interesting things you can tell us that like surprise people? Like I actually think you guys have a great um, newsletter that I like always I love the content. I know. It's so good. (laughs) I do too. And I get a lot of newsletters Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, you're really like taking these insights that you have access to in this data, but like packaging it in a way that's like really useful so like what are some things you've like uncovered that people are surprised by or you think can make a bigger impact for people in their jobs if they like knew about um I feel like um one of the things that which seems crazy that brands are still coming around to is just that they have to really engage with their audience right like actually spend the time and have a dedicated person there to respond to followers, like Mm -hmm. talk to them, say, Mm -hmm. you know, thanks for your question. Like, that's awesome. Like happy to help. Like this DM. like it's, it's this crazy thing where people still don't see it as a conversation. And we teach, like we show people examples of brands that are doing that really effectively. And it's almost like this, like awakening that people have like, Oh my God, I didn't know that I should be doing that. So, just mm-hmm. engaging with your followers um, and your audience is still something that people are coming around to. Yeah. Who's doing it well? I mean, I think Birchbox, we, I know we used to do that really well when we were there. Who, mm-hmm. Who's doing a good job? Um, Away and Glossier do a great job. I mean, yeah. they have mm-hmm. people who are dedicated to that. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that stigma is also, I found a lot of fashion brands kind of have this feeling that oh it's like God, uncool. they want to be cool. It's so irritating. Yeah, they think it's, it's like so uncool to engage with people. Um, yeah, especially the like the higher end luxury brands. They're just like, I don't yeah. want Which is funny because if you think about a luxury brand, like it's it's customer service. Like that is what luxury is. It's like that one-on-one communication and relationships. So they should be really mm-hmm. taking that seriously and talking to their like fans and followers. The problem, and actually this is something that we'd uncovered when we did some research. Um, I can't remember if we did a blog post on it or not, but 
is that like, you know, luxury brands, you know, you know, mold their customer. Like this is our customer. This is who we're selling to. This is the ideal. This is what the brand is, but the dirty little secret, and you guys probably know this is the people who buy those brands aren't necessarily who they think of as oh, their customer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're kind of like trying to sweep that under the rug. Yeah. Totally. Actually like compare, like, here's who we think our customer is versus totally. our followers versus yeah. who we actually are. Totally. It's like, they don't want to talk about it. I know. Um, or who's buying. Which is why they don't want to talk to them. Cause then it validates that that's actually the mm -hmm. person who likes the brand when that's not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's like the thing with beauty too. It's like, right. You look at like Chanel or Prada and it's like, the person who's buying Prada perfume is not the same person who buys Prada shoes. And the person who buys a Chanel bag is not the same person who buys a Chanel lipstick. And that girl that's buying the Chanel lipstick is the girl who's commenting on your Instagram. Like, mm -hmm. and it's like, right. They don't want. Yeah. Or, or even like the person who actually buys your handbag is not the person you're yes. wanting to be wanting to admit is your customer. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh -huh. Cause you're giving free ones to all the girls who you actually like. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's like they don't want to engage because they're yeah. too good for it and then secondly their audience is not who they want yeah so what do you tell to brands who are like that how do you, you tell them they're them? wrong and then yeah. and if they don't kind of figure out a way to like mold that audience then that audience will then dictate the conversation right yeah and, totally. back and just allow it to happen without engaging with it then that's actually going to become the voice. It's going to be worse. Yeah, yeah that's very interesting. Totally. And it's going to dilute the brand. So anyway, mm -hmm. that's a good one. So like, mm -hmm. okay, talking with your, actually like conversing with your customers, mm -hmm. um, anything else that people are like really getting wrong or, or seems really obvious people aren't doing or, or the reverse or no one knows and they shouldn't be doing. I mean, I think that um, I like, there are just certain things that people are doing right. Like, I think just like really digging into what works for the brand. I think it's that whole idea of like, you know, you guys know what works for you, but then yeah. always gut checking that against yeah. kind of what the data tells you. I just think like the smartest, whatever it is, right. Whatever your strategy is just always like gut checking against what the data is telling you and mm -hmm. being like unafraid to adapt to that. I think that's like, Kind of a generalization but that's like where the biggest opportunity is for brands yeah, yeah totally i yeah. think that's really smart yeah so okay so should we do so on our podcast obviously we answer a lot of questions that mm -hmm. come in from people dm us mm -hmm. or email or mm -hmm. like slack us and so yesterday juliet like broadcast that you were coming on the pod yeah which got us a great slew of questions you are a celeb for our <laughs> audience Truly. Um, so <laughs> let's like take advantage of having you here. Okay, great. And um, yeah, Ju, tell us what, what's the question. Okay, so we got a question um, from someone who works for a small indie food magazine that publishes twice a year. Um, she's saying we post once or twice a day, every day on Instagram. We have 100,000 followers and are growing at a rate of about 1,000 followers, new, new followers a week since I took over the account. And we know that we have a loyal audience because they email, DM, call, otherwise stalk us, but our feed posts don't get a ton of engagement. Mm -hmm. um, she's saying they also have a weekly radio show. They do tons of events. Mm -hmm. Our events always sell out, so there's clearly an engaged mm -hmm. audience there, but they're not seeing that kind of engagement on their actual feed posts. Mm -hmm. She says, one theory is that people see our posts and don't like or comment one theory is that people see our posts and don't like or comment on them. We probably could get more engagement by doing more calls to action in our captions, like 
tag a friend who needs to know about this restaurant, but that feels very thirsty. So what do I do? <laughs> well, let's, I want to ask like a follow-on question to you, Thomas, before like, of course I can say what I think, but like who, um, who do you see getting likes and comments and shares are really different. And on Instagram, like a share is even harder to like, mm-hmm. you know, check it's a regram or whatever. Who do you see getting, what brands get a lot of comments? Like, wh- or what types of content mm-hmm. or like who do because comments, I agree, like I'd, I'd take 10 comments over 100 likes. I mean, I, I think for the Instagram algorithm, you need both, but just like yeah. really, you know, from a brand marketing perspective, like if people take the time to type something. Yeah, to you, it's, it's really valuable. It's tough, you know, because it kind of depends in some ways on what kind of brand you are mm-hmm. um, and how you've kind of um how you've kind of built your audience and how you how you do engage with them from the very beginning like if you look at like color pop cosmetics and like highly cosmetics which just very early on created this like fervor around the products and in the way they do like new launches and things like that like their posts just get like insane amounts of comments yeah um, whether it's people tagging a friend or just saying like, I love this product or when are you launching it or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, it's so over the top how many comments they get on their posts. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think they're doing it well because they, you know, they taught their audience that mm-hmm. that's the behavior that they want and want to nurture and, mm-hmm. and want to engage with. So, yeah. And do you think those commenters, so that's something I think like, I'm a, we haven't talked about it in a while, but I'm like very obsessed with DCM. Um, (laughs) and like, I think something, what I've always said seems really interesting about them is the commenters and Birchox was like this too. People aren't necessarily talking to DCM. They might be talking to each other. Mm -hmm. Like they're just asking a question, like, when does this launch? Like DCM doesn't have to tell them. They just want to know from somebody Mm -hmm. when it launches. And I think it's really interesting when you look at some of these crazy beauty brands, like the people talk to each other, you know, like not just to the brand. And so to your point, it's like, do you have a community? Yeah. Like, period. Like, right. does your community, like, like each other? Like, mm-hmm. merch box, people want to know what other people got in their box and how to use things. And, like, I think beauty really mm-hmm. does that because people have, like, so many questions and want reviews. Um, so. Yeah, I that's mean, cool. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it that way. I, yeah. I think, like, for a, ma- for a magazine, like, what, what I think could be really interesting is, like, you know, they're interviewing people. So what could be really smart and like a not thirsty, like authentic way to do it would be like have a post where like the person you interviewed will answer the question. Like an ask me anything type yeah, of thing. Yeah, and I don't think mm-hmm. that's like fake. It's yep. like, because if you're a big influencer, okay, I'm not a big influencer. I miss DMs all the time. I miss questions mm-hmm. all the time. Someone I like kind of know will be like, I DM'd you this thing. Like it's hard to keep track. But if there's one post yeah. where you like agree, like I'm going to answer all the yeah. questions on that post for a certain amount of time. Like that's how I would, mm-hmm. as a magazine who interviews people, really leverage that mm-hmm. to start that like commenting and conversation. Totally. So that's something I would do. Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. And you can export those comments through Dash Hudson. You absolutely can. Okay. <laughs> um, for, your, so, for your bedtime reading. Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> I do understand, like, the thirsty, right? Like, I hate when people ask a question. Okay, there are some brands that I will not call out here that we are, like, friends with. And they'll be like, what are y'all doing this weekend? And I'm like, what it's people so are doing this weekend could have nothing me. less to do with your brand. It's, it's, and it's, it's so, so obvious when you force so that weird onto, and, like, like your dumb. followers. Like, we did something the other day I thought was good where it's, like, Juliet and Caitlin went to Kleinfeld and put on bridesmaids dresses and they looked like very adorable and like 
we asked people like which dress do you like better mm-hmm. and it's like yeah we knew we were gonna get comments but we also Kleinfeld wants to know which one they like better we yeah. want to know which one they like better because then it helps us understand what our audience likes like mm-hmm. and that stuff's pretty easy to manufacture and make genuine mm-hmm. rather than be like who thinks weddings are fun like well, yeah. I would never like I know what it, do when you two comment on is another thing I want to oh. know who, when do you like comment Well, okay, before Instagram DMs were a thing, everyone was tagging their friends in other Instagram posts. I find that I do that less now. You send it to people. I'm commenting sometimes, uh, even on like a celebrity or someone who's a big influencer, because I, you know how you can see like your friends who have commented on other posts? Like I want my friends or other people to see that. It also helps with just the algorithm and engagement. Do you think regular people know about that? No, I don't think regular people are doing that. Um, Thomas, when do you comment? Who do you comment on? um, Like your clients for sure, but like. I'm a bit of an observer. Yeah. But sometimes on some of the sports accounts that I follow, I'll, I'll jump in. Yeah, just to be part of the crowd. That's yeah, funny. Totally. So like to like disagree or like be like that. Yeah, disagree or give an opinion. It's like okay. a it's like a yeah, it's like a shouting match basically. Yeah. <laughs> My husband's like a nutcase sport. He's on um a sorry, Justin, I called you a nutcase. He doesn't listen to this. He'll never hear this. Um he's part of a chat room for University of Michigan fans where they talk about the high schoolers that are like coming. Oh my God. That's getting very granular. It's wild. But they're so engaged and like, I'm sure he doesn't have Instagram, but like I, he would totally like, yeah. I think that's the other thing. It's just like brands have to be honest with themselves. Like how much do you care about a thing? Like the most active, the reason bloggers are so, um, successful we're we're so successful hitting their content with socialists because they tell they're so vulnerable and yeah. so um they share like feelings that like I would never like admit the stuff that these people like admit and so then other people comment back like thank you for sharing that like thank you for sharing your fertility journey or your breastfeeding struggles like I have a question about that too or it like makes people good mm-hmm. so it, it is hard for a brand like how do you connect with people on that level so I think also just being honest with like does your brand represent something that people are really passionate about yeah taking a stance on an issue I think a way that brands do it and you know not only you know obviously they're making they're making their stance the Mm -hmm. the side benefit of that is that you your community will hopefully respond to it yeah yeah or asking for help I think like is something like if I was like a magazine or whatever like like y'all were looking for help. Like we want to interview people who did X, Y, Z, like did this apply to you or tag your friend or like, we're trying to decide like which of these two articles should we write? Like, I feel like anytime your brand is having a question Mm -hmm. that you're comfortable taking to Instagram, like get, that's a great way to get Mm -hmm. people to answer a question that's genuine and not just be like, raise your hand if you like pizza. Yeah. I also think you could utilize, um, you could kind of test this in stories first using like the polar questions feature mm-hmm. and see what kind of content people are actually like engaging with there and then kind of make it more of a conceit on the mm-hmm. feed once you've tested. Well, that's a question for you. So I used to, I, okay, for example, today um, Julia sent me this great like beauty blender press gift. And so my first thought is like, okay, what, how can I represent this on social media in a way that my followers will like but that will make julia happy she sent me the gift like i want to like promote the brand 
So I did like an IG stories, like going into detail, explaining why the new packages is amazing, why it took me so long to get it because I refused to go to Sephora to get color match because I hate Sephora because it's dirty and loud and like whatever. <laughs> and then I was like, sorry, Sephora, come, call me. Let's talk. Like I have, I, I have thoughts. Um, so, uh, and then I was like, should I take an Instagram? And I was mm-hmm. like, no, like no, people aren't going to see it today. Like it's not the best way for me to actually tell my followers details about a thing stories is a better way so like a question I would flip back at our asker is like are comments on your Instagram really the most important thing or should you be talking to people on stories and just posting pretty stuff get 500 likes on the photo because it's pretty Mm -hmm. don't worry about the comments and converse in another area I don't know Thomas what do you think about that now that you have the two you know medium like the feed and and stories you can really cross-reference one with the other like yeah. content is kind of resonating with people and stories and maybe that kind of tone can work on your feed even mm-hmm. just like comparing the engagement from one part to the other is a really interesting way to just see like is your audience engaged with you at all mm-hmm. yeah. um, so having those two things to compare against one another is yeah really helpful for marketers what do you think is so i feel like if we go back to her question she she was like we get a lot of likes, we have a lot of followers, we want comments, and it sounds like she wants the comments as an input to growing followers, yeah. which I totally get. What do you think, do you have any insights that we might not know? Like, what is there like a primary input into getting more followers? Like, either by getting into Discover or by um, having your followers see mm-hmm. your posts more so that they'll tag friends more? Like, what do you think is the most important thing a brand can do if mm-hmm. they want to grow their followers? Yeah, I think, you know, the, the, the old way of sharing was obviously tagging a friend in the comment. Now it's mm-hmm. the DM. I think yeah. still like creating things that are shareable is incredibly important. Yeah. It, you know, it, those types of things can be one of, you know, the pillars of your content. It doesn't have yeah. to be the first thing. It doesn't always have to be a quote. It doesn't always have to be a picture yeah. of a cat and a beanie. Yeah. <laughs> um, things that are that are shareable is is super super important um you know mm-hmm. honestly like most brands um as you guys would know the most you know the most successful way to grow your following is to have others talk about you exactly yeah. whether it's through a brand partnership um totally another brand or retailer um having yeah having retailers tag you as a brand is is mm-hmm. super valuable yeah. and you know working with whether it's influencers or your audience just having people talk about you yeah um, is you know still the major driver of follower growth mm-hmm. okay so we do this thing sometimes we're like yeah. okay so to recap here were some of our suggestions one would be to engage the people you interview in the magazine to yeah. do like ask me anythings either mm-hmm. on stories or um on the feed or both. Yep. Um, the other one is like always to do shareable content, either that people can tag your friends or I feel like people aren't doing this that much, but Thomas makes a good point. Like where we all used to be like tag a friend who would need to know about gluten-free cupcakes or whatever, like mm-hmm. DM this to a friend who needs to know about gluten-free cupcakes. Like what do you yeah. care as long as it's getting shared? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Getting people to talk about you. So for example, like if you were going to do an AMA or something like that with one of these, like people you interviewed, like, maybe you actually host it on their Instagram or both, yeah. you know, um, in both places. Mm-hmm. So getting people to talk about you, thinking about like, do comments even, are they really the best thing for you on every post on your feed? Or like, should you be taking that to stories? Mm-hmm. What other suggestions mm-hmm. do we say? 
um, testing on stories first before trying yeah. like a conceit before on the feed. Um, and just asking stuff to her point that isn't thirsty, that's mm-hmm. real. Like, what article should we write about? Who should we interview next? Which of these two people should we interview? Yes. Like those yeah. things. Okay. Yep. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Ooh. let's play a game. Let's play a game. Which game should oh, we play? Oh, well, let's play our Dash Hudson, the Dash Hudson game. Okay. Okay. So, Juliet, explain how, how we're going to do this. How does this work? Okay, so Rachel and I, um, so we use Dash Hudson for Love Stories TV, obviously, and we also have Dash Hudson for our personal Instagrams, Rachel Jo Silver and Jay Delphine. Which is really funny also because Rachel... What? Oh, yeah, yeah. Only, yes. But I, <laughs> the funniest part about it is I'm the most engaged um, fan Follower of Love me. Stories TV. Oh, yeah. Always, yeah. every time. And because I don't and have... Of, a, you're of me, too, and I'm of you. you. And because yeah. it's like I don't have... There are people with way, way, way more followers than Rachel Joe Silver who follow Love Stories TV, but yeah. I'm the most engaged and I have, like... Not a teensy following, yeah. so I'm always the most... My, like, relationship IQ is, like, always the best with <laughs> Love Stories TV, which is appropriate, I think. Okay, so for this game, we're going to look at our posts from the last month, and also we're going to look at our stories, and we're going to look at the stats and kind of talk about, like, what was the most engaging and why. Okay. Oh. So let's open our insights and go to your posts. Okay. Who are we looking at? We'll start with Juliet. Can yeah. Oh, you um, look so pretty in that picture from the pool. Party. Oh my gosh! Thank you. You're Rachel. welcome. Okay, so you're doing four weeks. Yeah. And then. And I'm gonna sort it by most engagement. Or most Thomas, of, what do you think we? Yeah, should what do you think is most interesting metric? Most effective, most engagement. What's your most effective? Because I'm interested. Yeah. yeah. Okay, tell us. Will you define? Explain what most effective means. Yeah. Sure. Um, so. Effectiveness is the percentage of users that saw your post and engaged with it. So effectiveness equals likes plus comments plus saves Mm. plus video views. So all of those kind of um, those different forms of engagement divided by your reach. Got it. Super interesting. Okay. And so that's an important thing to note is that video views and reach are different because you could be in someone's feed and if they don't like scroll slowly enough for the video to play, then it doesn't count. A video play is an engagement metric, which people, do, I think sometimes people think it's an impression. It's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So do what's your most. Actually, let's do all time all because time. I want to talk about the one that is all time. For okay. Me. What's your most effective. Oh, well, this is like the best thing you've ever put on the internet. <laughs> okay. So I'm looking at most effective sort all time. Okay. My most effective post ever was when I did the Drake in my feelings challenge video. You did such video. a good job. It was you recent. You crushed that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, you did great. And that it really was, was my most effective. very much a highlight of my day. Oh, my God. Oh, you're so famous. <laughs> Thank you. He sees so much effective content. This really did well for me, and I need to, like, make it an actual conceit that I do. You're a good dancer. Basis. You're a good dancer. Um, I also feel like it's very, I don't, I mean, I know you a little bit. I also feel like that's you very much being you. Yeah, it is, Thomas. You are so right. It is me. Um, It probably didn't even take you that long, huh? No, I I was in my friend's apartment and I was like, guys, I really want to do the In My Feelings Challenge. Like, everyone's doing it right now. Like, I didn't even really know the dance that well, but I kind of made it up as I went. You did pretty good. Um, 
this was like a viral post for me. Okay, guys. let's read the. Um... Okay, so my effectiveness score is two hundred thirteen percent. Wow, that feels high. Whoa. And I got more views on this video than I have followers, which is oh, why that's a big that deal. Is. That's yeah. a big deal. Thirty-one people saved it. Wow. Yeah, which is wild. Can you see who saved it? I hope it's like nice girls that we know and not like. I don't know if you can see saves. Um, I want to look. At no, this. you can't see who saved it. I don't think. Instagram should tell you that. Yeah. Although mine would be so embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, I, they wouldn't. I don't care. I would tell people. I got sixty-one funny. comments, which is wild. Uh, this were they like, all people you know, or did some people no, click some on the people, challenge hashtag yeah. and, and tell you that you're a great dancer? So you can also see, um, like, getting even nitty grittier into Instagram analytics. I think they show you which uh, views came from the explore feed as and well. And this is a smart thing you're doing too, which like Tom, maybe you can talk about a little bit, is like Juliet, like if you guys could see her right now, she has the Dash Hudson um, platform open, but she's also cross-referencing it mm -hmm. with like Instagram analytics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In insights. Totally. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it shows you which impressions came from your explore feed versus like your profile or I don't know what other consists of, but, um, the other thing I feel like about this is Juliet and I, whenever we play this game and look at what of our content's doing the best, like we always joke that it's like always pictures of, uh, like for she and for I, like the best performing content on our yeah. page is always like pictures or videos of ourselves. Yeah. Um, which sounds really obvious and is the, always the advice we give other people, but sometimes people forget. It's like people follow you, Juliet, because they want to see you, the human. They don't want to yeah. see what you see. I mean, they want to see a little of what yeah. you see, but like they want to see you. Right. That's and in, con you. in context, like yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. they like to see you in the place or exactly with, with the thing that you care about. Exactly. Totally. Exactly. Um, also, I'm looking at my most effective post now. It's interesting to note that the first eight are all videos. Yeah. Yeah, Love because it's including those video metrics. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is amazing. Um, so I think my insights are that I need to make more challenge dance videos. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's good. what my followers want. Okay, that's what you want. Okay, mine is so funny. <laughs> mine is a video um, of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's wedding that I, let's see, I'm clicking into it. Oh my god. Who did I regram? I don't even know who I regrammed this from. It's like um, a video from like TV. Yeah. Um, and I was doing like such intense coverage of that whole event. Ugh. Um, so let's see. But this for me, my score is my open years. This is much lower than yours. So even my best, most effective posts had mm -hmm. a 1.5 engagement rate. Yours had a Five by five. This was sixty-six percent effectiveness. Yours was two thirteen. Wow. This had only five thousand impressions, which is only like a third of my followers. Yeah. Which is really interesting because I feel like if I look at my most engagement of mm -hmm. all time, the numbers are a lot higher than that. Yeah. Like, um. Oh, that one is a good one. So my most engaged of all time also has almost a 5% yep. engagement rate, 15% mm -hmm. effectiveness, which is still a lot less than yours. Yeah. But still, this is interesting. Even my best posts are only reaching like a third of my followers. This one is its a quote that says, clothes that are too dirty for the closet, but too clean for the laundry. Welcome to the show. <laughs> so Thomas, how do you kind of see engagement rates versus effectiveness? 
Yeah, yeah I think like metrics. engagement is, I would say like the like industry standard mm -hmm. for measurement of performance. It's easy to understand. Um, it's what people are used to. Mm -hmm. But as you start to add in all of these additional engagements around yeah. your photos and as people are employing different tactics to drive different types of behaviors, we really needed to find a way to include all of that. So most of the brands that we work with are paying a lot of attention to effectiveness. Awesome. Kind of drill in a bit. Yeah, what are the combinations of engagements that are really working? Yeah, I think that's really interesting. So if you had to um, choose, I mean, I guess you won't want to answer this, but if, if someone was going to look at one of these metrics the most often, like is there one that you think is sort of the most overarching or like the most telling, I guess? Uh, you know, what I would say is that it kind of depends on how sophisticated your marketing team is. I yeah. mean, if you need kind of, um, if you need statistics that show generally how you're performing, engagement rates, great. If you're getting very granular, um, like mm -hmm. you guys do in terms of what works and what doesn't, I think effectiveness is a great thing for teams to be talking about. Mm -hmm. It's not yeah. a common reporting metric, but it's important now for the teams to spend time with it. Yeah. And totally. even just looking at this, like it might even be more interesting to look at Love Stories TV, but like as I'm clicking through these different metrics, like none of these are really surprising me as someone who thinks about this a lot. So like yeah. my video with the most video views is a makeup tutorial. And mm -hmm. makeup tutorial is something you just like to watch, whether you're going to buy the product or not. It's just sort of like relaxing and pretty and like, you know, mm -hmm. that's what video's for. And if you look at like my posts, like most saved, it's yeah. quotes that someone saved because they want to repost it. Yeah. My sharks on Monday. Or my like third and fourth most saved are like one of like some of my favorite wedding yeah. um, Instagrams, which you save that because you want to buy those things. Mm -hmm. You want to use them for your actual wedding. Or a shot of my manicure and my engagement ring, which people are always saving engagement rings mm -hmm. or manicures that they want to copy. Yeah. So like if you sort of go through these, like it's not that surprising. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or most comments is another quote, which people... Yeah. And this their is friends like in 2015 when people were still tagging. Where people were still tagging, you know. <laughs> or if you look at, um, like, most likes, you know, again, yeah. like, quotes. Or, like, this, my third most liked is when I asked people to like the photo so I could win a giveaway. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, if you really... Some of this stuff is just almost, like, making available to you stuff that, as a marketer, hopefully you should already know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Completely. Yeah, and it's it's putting it into practice. It's making part it part of your strategy. Exactly. Making, making it kind of seamlessly part of your, you know, your content pillars. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Otherwise, it like yeah, it sounds thirsty. Hey, Rach. Hey, Joe. How do I make sure that I'm tracking the right things on Instagram and prove my brand's ROI and awareness? You use Dash Hudson. Duh. Duh. Dash <laughs> Hudson is the best Instagram insights tool. You can go deep on Instagram with them. You'll understand your audience. You'll make better content that actually drives awareness and generates ROI. So you will look so smart to your boss and the rest of the company. You have to get Dash Hudson. And just for our listeners, they are giving a free custom Instagram insights report for your brand. If you go to dashhudson.com slash do you follow, just type in your email, request your report, and all of your Instagram analytics streams will come true. Dash Hudson is the Beyonce of social media marketing tools. 
I couldn't agree more. Sasha Fierce, out. <laughs> Should we um, play Do You Follow? Yeah. Do oh, you have one? Actually, again? let's look at stories really quickly because oh, okay. I feel sorry, like sorry. this is a really okay. interesting feature of Dash Hudson that okay. um, like most other platforms don't offer this. Yeah, this totally. is like they're so sophisticated to have stories metrics. Okay, and, what should I look at? Okay, so compare? I think we should look at your story, your stories. Okay, my, your stories, okay. And then let's look at, actually, no, sorry, your story posts, because I want to look at individual ones. Okay. And then sort by... Most impressions. Most impressions. Okay. Thomas, say, say, because people ask us this all the time, define impressions versus reach for everybody. Yeah, um, so impressions are the number of people that are actually seeing it. And that can include, you know, people seeing it multiple times. And then um, reach is the uh, is the total number of individual people who would have seen it. Got it. Cool. Okay. Oh, so this, I'm surprised by mine, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, what is your first, your well, most Im- impressions post? It's like just almost like my most recent. Which is weird because my hmm. this is not the most follower. I have so many less followers than I used to have, mm-hmm. which is so shady. And if you're listening to this, <laughs> so many people unfollowed me after Birchbox, which is yeah, people just wanted us for so beauty rude content because I still talk about beauty content and I'm out there like starting my own company. Like I yeah. need your support and like I've always been always answer all the questions asked to me of my followers. I think I'm like a really good. Um, <laughs> Like, I think I'm, like, helpful. I think you are, And too. I think it's really unsupportive and rude. I'm yeah. over it. I still love you, but <laughs> it's rude. Okay. Um, but so I'm surprised that my stories with the most impressions are some of my most recent because yeah. I have less followers than I used to. But yeah. maybe my current followers just love me more. Uh-huh. So this, I think so. My current one, this is... I'm at a suburban Trader Joe's waiting for an Uber to come pick me up because I don't... I have to live... I'm living in my aunt's house while my... Apartment's being renovated, and we got into Fender Bender with her car, which I can't even talk about, so we don't oh, have a car, yeah. so we're Ubering around the suburbs. And Justin and I are standing outside of a South Orange Trader Joe's. I'm dancing while he's eating <laughs> chips this is that we just content. bought. It's funny, but uh, it's, like, not anything. That's really funny. Yeah. But it's a video, and we're I dancing. Also and think- my, I think my husband, like, gets good engagement because he's cute. Yeah, he totally does. Okay. I think also this is interesting to look at the time that these individual stories were posted because they could make like insights. They're all in the evening. Yeah. Or yeah, they're all like after 5 p.m. That's really interesting. interesting. Okay. Leaning back on the couch watching stories. I know. Well, that's what I do before I go to bed, everybody, right? Mine is actually in the morning at like Well, that's another time that people check their Instagram out. And mine is... um, (laughs) Me sleeping on my maternity pillow because my mm-hmm. holistic chiropractor mm-hmm. told me that I need to do that. I so. love that sleep mask. I have it also. It's the best yeah. one. Yeah. What's it called? Silk sleep mask? Silk sleep, yeah. So it's a video of me like waking up, taking off my sleep mask. You look so pretty. Hugging my maternity pillow. Mm-hmm. And I got so much also DMs from that because people were like, what is that pillow? Well, like, does it help pregnant your Pregnant people are the best. No one spends more money than pregnant people and new moms. Period. Totally. And then my third most... Um, my third post with the most impressive is the actual, is the actual swipe up for the Snoogle maternity pillow. <laughs> <laughs> People just so... kept watching, waiting for it. Yeah, seriously. Funny. Um, 
Yeah, interesting. And exit rate is another metric that I think brands are starting to look at more. So can you tell us about that and why it's important, Thomas? I mean, basically, it just means people are bailing out, right? Yeah, like bounce rate, essentially. Yeah, Yeah, and like, yeah, it's a bounce rate. And so, you you know, they may have jumped in just to see where you're up to and it looks super boring, so they're out, you know? Yeah. Or Mm -hmm. a lot of times the stories are just too long. Yeah. So that's something I had to like, say. I don't know. Like, this is my, this is me. When mm-hmm. I see, like, a story with, like, you know, 25 segments in it, I'm mm-hmm. out. Yeah, when the dots at the top are, like, you can't even see them, I'm I'm done. You guys, I'm <laughs> savage. Do you know that I mute? First of all, I mute everybody. I mute their posts and stories. Do you mute me? No, of course not. But, like, you. I mute so many people. Um... Because I'm not going to unfollow them because I feel like a lot of my friends, like, would check. Yeah. Because people, we all, like, work in media, yeah. and I just, like, can't. Yeah. But I had to make my story. Remember, I used to get this feedback because I um, just think the easiest way to, like, tell a story to yeah. your followers is to talk into the camera. It's, like, easier than typing. Yeah. Julia Casella always used to be, like, Rachel. Like, <laughs> I'd be like, other people that aren't you are, like, engaged. She's like, I can't handle it. Like, cut it in half. <laughs> okay. Uh, that was a good, that's good stories. Um... Okay, let's play our do you follow okay, do you follow. I don't have someone. Do you? Are you ready for this, Thomas? Yeah, you? yeah, totally. Okay, so yeah, you go first, and I'll think homework. of someone while you guys go. Okay, yeah, okay. since you're our host, you go first, you go and first. then I'll go next, and Rachel will go last. Okay, cool. Um, so I have a few. Uh, so one of my favorites, just going back to sports, we'll get sports over with yeah. first. No, no, it, we like it. We need okay, more boys cool, on it. <laughs> we have to be interested in one another's interests, right? Yes, um, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a Manchester United player named Jesse Lingard. So it's okay. at Jesse, J-E-S-S-E Lingard, L-I-N-G-A-R-D. He's like this kind of funny little skinny dude who mm-hmm. is always doing fun behind the scenes stuff like nice, with the team. And he's kind of well known for coming up with these really creative celebrations. So he'll like walk into the locker room and try and get the other dudes on the team to like replicate his kind of crazy um, celebrations and make them look like fools. He's just really fun. Um, he's always like, you know, playing pranks on people and he's just this really like okay. fun down to earth dude. So cool. he's one of my favorite. Um, I just followed him. Me too. I followed him and then I liked 10 posts so Instagram will actually show me his stuff, which yeah. people, I always tell people on that, like if, if someone tells you to follow someone new, you have to open it and like, like yeah. 20 things. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's silly, but you know, he's, he's good for a laugh. Um, okay. So one of our um, customers that I'll give a shout out to is Youth to the People. Um, oh, I love their products. Yeah, yeah. Youth to the People is this really great um, plant-based skincare brand. Oh, sure. You had their serum. I used to have their products. Um, And the founders are like really, really good dudes um, who I've hung out with a couple of times. And they come, their story is really interesting. Like their grandmother created a beauty line in like the late 70s, early 80s. Um, And so they kind of grew up in beauty. Yeah. Kind of like, as they say, they were the guys who were, you know, drinking green juice and like kind of seeking out like kind of, um, healthy elements for their life and then they mm-hmm. got inspired to create this brand and I love it because it's very unisex um, yeah the products are awesome the packaging is gorgeous it's beautiful yeah and they're like very like out there about like what it is like mm-hmm. they don't put like fancy names on it they're like this yeah. is 
made of. Yeah, I like that the ingredients are literally like the branding. Uh, I like that the model has the haircut I got yesterday. It's making me feel like good about my choice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a little shout out to Youth to the People. They're very, very one. awesome dudes. They're going to be really big. Um, oh, cool. It's uh, so one more. I'm like totally taking over this. No, no, no you're fine. We, I always cheat. I yeah. always cheat. Uh, this year, my wife and I are celebrating our 10 year anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary! Just squeed so it's hard. Favorite thing. <laughs> I, did. I planned that, and so we um, we decided to uh, go away for a few days to Paris <gasps> and ditch the kids with my parents. Your kids are so cute too. You guys should follow Thomas on Instagram for. I, we like great just following each other. Yeah. If you want like very ridiculous pictures and videos of children in their most ridiculous moments. That's it. I love um, What's your Instagram handle for the people? Yeah. Uh, T-H-X-X-M-X-X-S. Removing cool. the vowels with X's. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so anyway, we went to Paris and we were like, okay, we're going to do this. And so we stayed at this very, very bougie hotel called Le Bristol. Um, so their handle is Le Bristol Paris. So L-E-B-R-I-S-T-O-L Paris. Um, we will never be able to afford to go there again, um, <laughs> but they have two uh, Michelin restaurants in the hotel. This looks dreamy. Incredible. You deserve it. It's so pretty there. Like everything is just like very French and very perfect. Uh, I bet they do weddings there. I know. They should join our new partner program. There was program. a big wedding there whenever um, oh, cool. I was there. So yeah, you guys should work your way into one of those. That's Definitely. a good follow. Yeah, um, and then I won't give you his handle, but I my brother is one of like the funniest people that I follow. Like he's a very strange man, um, <laughs> and he he just has this ability to capture like really really strange things in the world. Like he'll yeah. just really weird stuff. Like he walks down the street and sees like <laughs> like a, a discarded toilet with a pumpkin in it, and he's just yeah, like, yeah. yeah. he like attracts <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> likes the very strange things in life um so cracks me up so That's yeah so those are mine what's his handle uh, I, I'm not going to tell you. He'd be mad at me. Okay. No, that's fine. <laughs> I, some of my favorite people to follow aren't even, like like my brother's like one of my favorite people I follow. I don't even know if other people would think it's funny. I just think he's funny. Yeah. Because he's like, yeah, totally. That's, I feel that way about my point. brother that's too. Good, <laughs> um, good ones. Good I follows. know. Really good. good. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll go. Um, okay. So my follow is a woman named Alex Wolf. A-L-E-X-W-O-L-F. I actually, so I posted one of her Instagrams to my stories this week, and Thomas, you DM'd me about it. So she's like a writer, um, media person, entrepreneur. She started the uh, Instagram or the company Boss Babes. Do you know that? I've heard of it. Yeah, they're like huge. They have like almost, they have over half a million Instagram followers and it's kind of like a female entrepreneur subscription um, service for like resources. Mm -hmm. She left that, is now a writer and just kind of speaks about like culture and media and is just really smart and I love her perspective on things. Okay. Cool. So she posted this great like behind the scenes footage of Brian Gumbel and Katie Couric from 1994 talking about oh, I saw this. the I internet so and it was just like so it made me laugh because it, this is not that long ago and like Brian Gumbel is like what's that 
like Bad. the A with the circle around That's it. So and then funny. he's like, Allison, what is what is the internet? Like, can you explain what That's internet is? I'm not is? gonna do a good job of explaining the internet. Can you <laughs> no. explain the internet? So, how would you explain it? I know, but it was just like wild that like this was not that long ago and we now just expect so much. We want everything so quickly and it's it's crazy because it's evolved so much and it's constantly changing, but it's also still in its infancy. Like it's not that long ago that no, this totally. totally changed our lives. And it's, it was just a very sobering, like reality check. Totally. <laughs> I shared it um, on our Slack because we oh, have kind of very young millennials who work here. Yeah. Just like shocking. Yeah. Totally. Well, the funny thing about it too is like uh, with that, you know, not to get too like depressing on this particular podcast, but it's like, <laughs> think about, you know, who the lawmakers are and like who the policymakers are and like their age. And just like, how can you, you know, you look at like the Facebook hearings and all this stuff and it's like, they don't understand to the level of detail mm -hmm. that we do. And it's like kind of their fault because it's their job to know stuff, but it's also like, how can we expect them to understand these nuances of a thing that really hasn't been around that long? And we yeah. think it has because it's been around our entire adult lives, right. but it's not been around their entire adult lives. It's been around like a blink of their adult yeah. life. And when you really just so stop true. and take a like step back and think about that. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, the one I want to do, I feel like you're not going to like, cause I kind of talked about it last week, but I feel strongly about Let's it. Let's do it. Okay. Remember last week I was talking about so the way I always decide who I'm going to do for Do You Follow is I look at who I've saved, even when we don't yeah. play Save by the Gram. And, like, mm -hmm. if I saved them, mm -hmm. like, you know. So um, I want to talk about Sarah Blakely one more time. Okay, you can do I that. I didn't say to follow her last time. I just. You're right. She was. Uh, she was my. Okay. She roulette. did this post about how she met her husband today. And I want every single person who is um, a woman or a man who is, like, single and feels that they don't want to be your doesn't like the age at which they're single to read this post because it's one of these things that like this is like such a Meghan Markle situation like Aww. she met her husband it's his birthday she's like, happy birthday and she met him when he was 35 after she'd like done all spanks so she didn't Whoa. marry him or have her first kid when she was 35 she met him when she was 35 she has four kids now she's like my favorite person in the I world so I want everyone to follow Sarah Blakely and read her birthday post about her husband it's like Aww. I'm obsessed um, okay, that also reminds me of the VMAs, which were this week. Oh, yeah, which we were going to talk about. We didn't talk about. Yeah. Oh, the, the so J-Lo and that picture of her. They are so freaking, I So J-Lo, like, okay. she's, her first album came out when she was 30 years old. Like, on the 6, her first, like, hit single, like, that came out when she was, like, entering her 30s, which I think people forget about because, yeah. A, she looks like she's 25 years old. Yeah, and, like, B, like, she's... She got a later start in life, I guess, if you want to, like, call that, than most people. And it was just such a good reminder that yeah. she she really, like, worked for what she wanted. And that success came to her, like, not when she was, like, 16 or 17 or, like, 20 years old. Like, I a lot of these so younger much. people. Um, and she was also saying, talking about being just, like, it was important to her to be, like, that triple threat of, like singer, jack, actor, dancer, like she wanted to do all of that and she didn't like compromise that. Um, 
she was very inspiring, and I didn't know how much I loved JLo until that performance. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. That's yeah. a good one. Um, and the, all those memes of A-Rod taking pictures of I her. I know. So like, okay, I'll do one more do you follow, because I sort of cheated because I talked about Sarah last week. The so. most well-paid Instagram boyfriend. Yeah, seriously. That picture, did we end up finding that picture of all the boys? You should send this to Thomas. All oh, the boys yeah. taking pictures on the posy, uh, the Thailand beach. Of the oh, my God. Okay. The oh, other, no, I saw that. It's so good. It's so good. Okay, the other do you follow... I keep picking big people, but sometimes I feel like I come to big people late. Yeah. Okay, totally. does everyone follow Nabella? No, I don't follow N-A-B-E-L-A. She is a Bangladeshi American. She is a beauty influencer. She has, like, almost a million followers. And she got married recently, and she um, does not look like all the other, you know, beauty YouTubers. She's Bangladeshi American. She's, you know, not a size two. Um, yeah. And she does great beauty content, like great beauty tutorials, and also talks a lot about this sort of storyline of her life that like all her aunties and people were like, if you don't lose weight, like you're not going to find a husband and you're not going to be happy. And she's like super, super successful. And she's just like fun and adorable and a great combination. Like Julie, I always talk about this. I don't like people who are too emo. Like it's just not my comfort level, even though they're like killing it on the internet. So I like people who kind of, drop in an emo nugget once in a while mm-hmm. because it keeps them real but it's yeah. not like their whole feed which makes yeah. it like Sarah Blakely totally. and that's why I like her because like she's mixing in like these great um just sort of like beauty posts with also mm-hmm. once in a while being like here's my story like be yourself whatever I love that. and she's just like cute and, she's really um, cute she just does like these great funny tutorials <laughs> um oh I love her and I also like just people I think just you know we've been talking about this a lot with crazy rich agents whatever but like especially in beauty like representation like matters like watching someone with your skin tone and your like um facial features and coloring do a beauty tutorial like isn't that helpful for me yeah you know totally and, like, I'm people not want to see but like I like look more like her than yeah you, so. yeah I love her so everyone should follow exactly. her exactly um, so that's my two oh. do you follows for today. This was fun. I feel like we could keep going for another hour. I know, but, but then oh. we'd have to like re-up our Zoom subscription again. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I think we have to. I could, I could send the link for the next one, guys. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Go Dutch um, on the Zoom. Yeah. Okay, Thomas, anything else you want to like leave our our followers, our listeners with before, we'll, like we'll do the intro naturally. Yeah. Right? Like any other things you want to say? Um, I mean, we did this really interesting event um, with WGSN um, last month where we were just talking about trends and, you know, people were, you know, asking like, you know, what do we need to do as a brand to be successful? And like, Mm -hmm. this sounds like really kind of soft, but I was like, you know, you just have to like care, right? You got to care about what you're doing. You have to care about your audience and just like put that into everything that you do. It sounds very basic, but I think that's like probably the best advice I could give yeah. the brands, just like care about what you're doing. That's how mm-hmm. we talk here at Dash Hudson's. Like we have to care about each other. We have to care about our, about yeah. our customers and like the products that we build. And I think just like building a team and being a team who cares about the work they do is the most yeah. important. Empathy is powerful. That's yeah, man. Uh, that was great. Okay, so cool. good. Thanks for joining us, Thomas. Yeah, thank um, you. And so everyone, follow Thomas. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll put his handle in the show notes. Follow Dash Hudson. Mm-hmm. If you are a on the marketing team at a brand or at a brand that you care about the marketing for, you should reach out to Dash Hudson. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you to learn more about the tool and, and if the product's right for them? 
send me an email, thomas at dashhudson.com. Thomas at dashhudson.com or DM Juliet and I if you have any questions. Yes. Like we said, we are stands. Yes. We really just like to talk about thank it. Thank you for making this amazing tool, Thomas. Yeah, thank you. Oh my God, that's so, thank you. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my God, we're so happy. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So yeah, everyone, Dash Hudson, follow, email, reach out, ask us if you have questions. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You should use it. We do. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best. Okay. Thanks, guys. What a fun app. Thomas was great. I think that he should always be on this podcast. Thomas was great. I also think he should always be on the podcast. And, like, snaps for Canadians. Seriously. Snaps for Canada. Snaps for Canada. <laughs> Such a strong Canadian export. I know, honestly. Dash Hudson. <laughs> so, if you guys want to get a free custom Instagram insights report for your brand... You can go to dashhudson.com slash do you follow, put in your email, request your report. You will get just a tasting of what Dash Hudson can do for you. It's you need it. You need it. It's gonna make you better at your job and make you look smart to everyone you work with. Yeah. Otherwise, we wanna hear from you. Send us your questions to Mm -hmm. do you follow podcast at gmail.com or DM us. Mm -hmm. If you want your account to be social media doctored. We'll do that also. Yeah, we want some social media doctoring to be done. If there's someone else that you want us to interview for the pod, let us know. Uh We want to hear from you. And if you, like, also want to nominate someone for social media doctor, yeah, that would be fun. Oh, remember um, someone nominated their boyfriend. Remember, we have to do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to do that. Okay, we're going to do that in the next episode. All right. All right. Make sure you listen, subscribe, tell everyone about it, and we'll see you next week. Great review us, please. Bye. Bye.